Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown. Thank you so much for logging into CEOs Rock to listen to our daily podcast, where I really just uh, work every day to bring you great stories and 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 great journalistic pieces to help all of us on our journey of entrepreneurship. But I have to share with you today's podcast is a little different. It's still in the same space of helping us thrive on the journey of entrepreneurship, but I think it's really important. I believe it's really important that I talk about current events, and I I love current events, and I love politics. I wrote the book Politics Remixed, and it's just really, really important that certain issues are addressed because we can learn about trade shows like we talked about yesterday. We can talk about uh, sales strategies and, and being empowered. But if we're not cognizant and paying attention of what's going on in the world in current events, we're dead in the water. I strongly encourage all of the women who attend um, our workshops and our events to subscribe to the Financial Times. It's it's a this weird pinkish color paper and a newspaper and I remember when I first started reading the Financial Times, it was very difficult to digest because there's so much information that I wasn't used to reading. You know, here in New York we have the Daily News and the New York Post and they're almost I mean, those two newspapers in my opinion are almost like weekly glossies. <laughs> because some of the headlines are so not newsworthy. Um, But when you start to expand your mind into uh, the the space of the New York Times, the L.A. Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the Financial Times, I'm really a fan of USA Today, but as time passes, I have become less of a fan, um, just because it, to me, is looking very much like a, a, a a glossy weekly as well, but I still love the paper because it gives me a really good snapshot at what's going on around the country. Uh, I strongly encourage you, for those that have cable, and most of us do, to watch the BBC News. My husband watches the BBC News all the time, and you'll be surprised and amazed at the different take that watching news from a different perspective has on your psyche and what you believe, how you believe, particularly how you think. So with that being said, I just want to give a quick shout-out to those who may not be familiar with me. My name is Saida Brown, and it's I, I think all day. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do all day. <laughs> I just sit around and think all day. But in the spirit of thinking, I blog uh, at com. I host this podcast, and I host an amazing meetup uh, for women entrepreneurs, and men are invited as well. Um, just go to meetup.com forward slash Brown, And, of course, to learn more about me and to read my bio and all that fun stuff, you can log on to com. But I want to get into what in the world is going on with these gas prices. And that will segue into the right to work. Um, legislation that was just passed in New Hampshire, as well as the prison that was just built in Berlin, New Hampshire, that was built and they don't have the money to open and how they're petitioning to open a prison so it will create jobs. I mean, this I can't make this stuff up, people. But anyway, 
the gas prices. I have to say this. Yesterday I was in the car with my husband, and many of you know, who know me, I drive to New Orleans every year and vacation. And this year we're actually contemplating not going because of the price of gas, the rising prices of gas. And, you know, we have a really good car that's great on gas, uh, and, you know, we fill it up two, three times, and, and we're good. We filled up, now for those of you who know I live in the New York area, the stop and go really can burn gas. But we calculated that it would cost almost $200 to get from New York to New Orleans on a tank of gas because of the prices. So we were contemplating, should we even, you know, take the trip? We're going to spend all our vacation money on gas. And it really touched my heart to, to, that people are not protesting. People are not storming the streets, taking to the streets, complaining that these rising gas prices are literally, is literally taking food out of our mouths. Think about it. The more money you spend on gas, the less money you have to eat and do everything else. And I said, I scratched my head as I scratch my head literally right now, why aren't people protesting? You know why they're not? Because the schools have cultivated a community in a, in a country of sheep. We don't know how. We haven't been taught how to turn petition and, and, and gathering into a process that will change legislation. How many of you really paid attention in your civics class? Like, for real, for real. How many of you really paid attention in your civics class and really know what the legislative, executive, and judicial branches of the government are? I can't front. I studied it more when I was writing the book Politics Remix back in 2008. But think about it. We don't know. They had Jay Leno had this special of how many people can actually pass the citizenship test, Americans, and people couldn't even name the vice president of the country or the national security advisor. I mean, it, it's 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 humorous, but it's it's not because what has happened is we're now a country full of people that don't know how to make things change because of the school system, because everybody's worried about what Snooki is doing, and because we're watching Sixteen and Pregnant on television. Please, let's think about this. So because of that, because of the sensationalism of the media and because we're busy tip-tap dancing to all the shows and, and, and all the things that we see in this media sensationalized environment in which we live, people don't even know how to tell the government how pissed off they are about gas prices. And they don't even know where to begin. And the government knew this. This has been very, very strategic that people are ignorant of how to, to to radically change what's going on in their world and their environment. And as Americans, we, we laugh. Oh, look at the people in Libya and in Afghanistan. They're throwing rocks and this and that. You know what? They're not taking it. They don't care if they have to go barefoot with rocks. They're, they're having their voices heard, and they're not going to be taken advantage of, for real, for real. And I think we can learn a lot from them. Look at what happened in Wisconsin. The, the the Democrats literally left the state because they would not take a vote to stop state and government workers from their right to collectively bargain. And we look at that that it can that is it's not even that it can happen in the United States, it is happening in the United States. And the same thing is going on in New Hampshire right now. New Hampshire is the first in the Northeast to pass right to work. I remember it's a right to, to work bill. 
when I lived in Atlanta a few years ago in, in early 2000, I remember speaking with my cousin, and she was saying how in Atlanta you can get, well, not specifically Atlanta, but Georgia is a right-to-work state. First of all, coming from New York, I've never even heard of this, where the company can just fire you for whatever reason. And passage of this bill in New Hampshire uh, makes it the 23rd state in the country with a similar law, and most right-to-work states are in the south and western U.S., this Northeast, I'd never even heard of it, didn't even know what it was. If your boss says something to piss you off, you have a right to speak out about it. But you know what? Not anymore. And now conservative activists are saying that the law in New Hampshire makes it a magnet for business. Are you serious? Opponents are saying that such a legislation is an attack on unions and attempt to erode worker rights. Of course it is. That's exactly what's happening in Wisconsin. We have to see and pay attention to what is going on in our government and what's going on in our country. New Hampshire is one of several states where public workers are battling the new Republican leadership that has taken steps to curb labor unions and collective bargaining rights. Wisconsin and Ohio both have enacted laws curbing the collective bargaining rights for public sector, sector unions, and nearly a dozen states are considering moves in that direction. That means that... You are losing your rights as an employee. If this is not modern-day slavery, I don't know what is. Companies will be able to toss you around like a rag doll, and because you're so fearful for your job and your ability to get gas for your car to drive 50 miles to a job that you can't afford to even commute to, this is what's happening. Now, the state Senate version uh, in, in New Hampshire removed a provision uh, that said unions are not required to uh, represent employees who do not join or pay dues. I mean, this is, all, this is all little baby steps to take away worker rights, let these companies do whatever they want to do, and they're recording record profits right now. And it's, it's so frustrating for me to see that uh, they're saying that, oh, yeah, unemployment is down. No, it's not. It's people have stopped filing. When you stop filing, then, of course, it's going to look like you don't exist. You can put a, a, a bottle of soda on the table and turn your back. That bottle of soda is still there. You're just not looking at it. And it's those little innuendos and those little conversations that really uh, need to make people think and say, you know what, Something, this doesn't pass the smell test. But unfortunately, we have been misled, our school system, where we're not even able to calculate. And it's, of course this is not everybody. Come on now. I don't need to get hate emails. But the truth of the matter is the schools are, are not teaching us what we need to know to be active and civic adults. They just don't. And that's the harsh reality. That's the painful side of it. So I, I have to share one last piece, uh, you know, before we run out of time. In Berlin, New Hampshire, I guess New Hampshire is a hot spot for my talk today, there is a prison that was built with taxpayer money that is now sitting empty. Because of cuts in federal funding, they now do not have the subsidies to open the facility. The people in New Hampshire are now petitioning to open this correctional facility because it will bring 300 new jobs to the area. Did it ever occur to anybody how they're going to fill the prison? Yeah, precisely my point. They now have to go out and find prisoners to fill the prisons. And by the way, it is a for-profit institution. This is a for-profit prison that is using and taking government money. And it's just heartbreaking to see that people are actually petitioning for a prison to open. I really, really hope we all understand what's going on here 
and what is happening in our country, and and that you people, whoever's listening to my show, who listens to the podcast, who's listening on iTunes, have the moxie to educate yourself and your family and your children to what's really going on. I love America just as much as anybody else does, but I think it's very important that we understand what is going on, the system, the system, the 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 system that's just kind of taking over where poor people have no rights, wealthy people have have all cards, and we're we're for the most part left out to dry. And it's very, it's very heartbreaking to see it. It's very heartbreaking to watch it. And I really really hope it's it's my prayer that we all just. Uh, kind of open our third eye and see what's really going on with these for-profit prisons, to see what's going on with these gas prices, and really see what's going on with worker rights. I love you all for listening. I hope you all have a great weekend, a great tomorrow, and always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I'll see you soon.